Greetings. My name is Jalandra A. Davis, otherwise known as Mommy Melusine. I am a writer, scholar, educator, dancer, mermaid enthusiast, and all-around creative. Welcome to the Merwomanist Podcast, where we talk about Black mermaid lore, fantasy, spirituality, and aquatic culture. Dive in and enjoy. So Carrie Wata, who we also know in the community as Seance, is a certified professional mermaid, model, lifeguard, and swim instructor. She is the founder of Afro Mermaid, which is a company that provides culturally relevant apparel and merchandise as well as Mermaid Experiences for All. And she is the founder of the Afro Mermaid Summit happening this month. She is also one of the mermaids featured in the Netflix series, documentary series, Mer People. Her mission is to bring love, happiness, and Black representation in aquatics, ultimately growing the community and the culture. Welcome to the podcast, Kerry Wada, and thank you so much for being here. Hello, thank you for having me. One thing I love about um, Carrie Wata is, you know, you're always in character <laughs> in terms of your Mosona, like you were always committed. Um, and I love that. Um, so I just wanted to start off by asking if there is anything else that you want to tell the listeners about yourself and your mermaid life. There's so much and I could probably go on forever, but I, I have a secret mission to dominate the mermaid community and turn every single human into mermaids. Okay. <laughs> All right. That is that is awesome. Like I said, you are you are you are fully committed. Like, you know, sometimes in conversations, I'm like, you know what? I think she really might be from the ocean because <laughs> like you'll be like, oh, I don't have cell phone reception in the ocean. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> So I love it. Okay. So can you tell us um, about the origins of your mermaid name and your Mersona? Um, in one of the first, I think you're probably the first mermaid that I came across um, in terms of the Black mermaiding space who was, who was, had a really explicit connection to the kind of Black mermaid lore that I look at in my work. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about um, your mermaid name and your Mersona? So my mermaid name is Carrie Wata. Mm -hmm. And originally when I first started mermaiding, I had no mermaid name. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I now teach people when I train them is that you don't have to come up with your mermaid name right away. Just mm -hmm. let it come to you. And that's exactly what happened with my mer mermaid name. It just happened to come to me. And um, I figured out my persona and who I was. And I'm like, okay, am I a mermaid? Am I a siren? And I'm like, okay, I'm definitely a siren because I'm a little bit sassy. Mm -hmm. But why am I sassy? What is the reason that I'm, that I'm always so ready to, to, to defend the oceans? And mm -hmm. it became a thing where it's like sirens aren't nasty or they're not mean just because they hate humans. Why do they hate humans? Why are they trying to protect their oceans? Why are they the way that they are? So I ended up coming up with my story and my middle name, my real government middle name is actually Carrie. Oh, okay. So then when I start learning about Mami Wata, which I actually, I've been doing research on Mami Wata for the longest. And according to my study, she is the very first mermaid to ever be spoken about. Mm -hmm. Now, I just started reading this book. Mm-hmm. It is so good. I just started reading this book. And oh yes, I I I think it's a slightly different one, but I have that. I have, I think it's by the same person. Who who's the author of that? Oh, so we need to share. We need to share our books. Mm -hmm. But this one, um, it says Vivian Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Mommy, Mama Zogby. Yeah. I have a yes. book as well. Okay. So but you I need to send me that one because I need to read that book too. But mm -hmm. this one, as I started reading it, they're telling, they're pretty much describing how Mommy Wata was actually not only the first mermaid, but she was the first God, God. in Africa. And mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my goodness, I knew I was on something. I was just letting my ancestors guide me. But wow, right. I didn't know it was that real. You know? So from there, I'm like, okay, Mommy Wata is my ancestor. Mm -hmm. I trust her. I need to confide in the oceans and in the waters. And Mommy Wata is going to be who I look up to. That's the person that I'm going to study. And that's going to be my God. 
and my answer, my ancestor ultimately. So when I was thinking of my name, I'm like, oh my gosh, my last name has to be Wata. Like it has to be. Yes. But of course, paying respect to her, I wasn't going to name myself Mommy Wata because right. there's like, I can only try to be as great as her. So um, just like, it, I don't even know, it just came to me. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, my middle name is Carrie, Carrie Wata. Mm -hmm. I'm creating a company called Afro Mermaid. I'm ultimately carrying the water to my people. I want us to be able to come back to the water. And it's me that's creating the safe space for us to do that. So I'm like, it's perfect. My middle name is Carrie. My ancestor is Mommy Wata. I'm, I'm Carrie Wata. So it just happened so naturally. And yeah, it, I didn't even, I never even intended on that being my name. It just kind of happens and it stuck. And I'm like, that's how it was supposed to be. Wow. Oh, that is so cool because I didn't realize that. I remember at the first Afro Mermaid Summit, I kept calling you Carrie because I just assumed that that was your first name. And I was like, oh, Carrie, Carrie this. And somebody was like, her, her name is Melanie. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, where did it? I, I didn't make the connection that it's Carrie Wata, not only because that's your middle name, but because of literally Carrie Wata, Carrie Wata. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I'm blown. I know. And it was just crazy. You know, it, because even when I started Afro Mermaid, it was never like, none of this was ever my intention. Right. It's almost right. like this duty has been just like put upon my lap and I'm just like, okay, I guess I'm doing this. And it just keeps on, I keep getting deeper and I love it. You know, but my long-term goal was to have a chain of preschools because I love children and I wanted to help them grow. And I love the science behind seeing children grow and how they grow and all these different things. And then, yeah, mermaiding just happened and it just, it just took me. The water literally took me and gave me a name and everything. <laughs> yes, that is definitely how it feels because I didn't plan on doing all this. <laughs> <laughs> like you know I was doing a project about like Octavia Butler at the beginning of the fellowship and the swimming was supposed to be you know a recreational thing yeah um, but it, it's like it took me it's like the water literally it, it has a soul it has a being it has will and it will grab you right? yes especially if you're if, if you're called to the ocean you have to go Mm -hmm. So many of us Black people, we, we've lost our culture, especially when it comes to the relationship and the bond that we have with the water mm -hmm. from the slave trade. We disconnected with the water so much and through segregation and all these different things that we've gone through as Black people, we've, yeah. they've took, they've taken us away from water so much that none of our grandparents or great grandparents could swim. Our parents can't swim. And now we're raising generations of children that also can't swim. So mm -hmm. we're continuing that generational curse and we can't heal as a people because we're not getting back to the water. Water is the most healing element. And it's been proven time after time, even through science, that mm -hmm. it's the most healing when people yes. have like injuries, especially athletes, when they have injuries, they recommend doing water therapy. Because water is the most healing element that you could possibly go to. But because we're afraid of it and we deny it, we deny it from ourselves, we deny it from our kids, us as Black people can't heal. And we find ourselves scared of everything. We don't want to go out like, oh, we can't go out because it's dark. Like that's an old school Black yes. person thing. It's yes. unsafe. Yeah. You, yeah. Somebody might snatch you, you know, don't get in that water. I can't save you. You're going to drown if you get in that water, you know, so... Yeah, it's it's been it's been a very good journey for me and learning and healing and trying to get my family to learn and heal as well and everybody around me. So yeah, that name came naturally, but also I felt like it was supposed to be for me this entire time. Yeah, no, that is I never thought of it that way because I was like, oh well, why didn't why did you pick your middle name? But literally Carrie Water. That's so beautiful. I'd never realized that that was like the other dimension of the name. Mm -hmm. oh, um Thanks. yeah no I totally feel what you're saying um when I couldn't swim growing up when I was growing up uh, my father worked at the treatment plant um he worked at the Hyperion treatment plant was on Dockwaller Beach I actually ended up getting married on that beach um but it's also the beach where the treatment where like where the wastewater lets out so you know it's 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 nasty right and I um used to go to work with him sometimes so I kind of saw everything that went on there so my he had a very um, 
he he just wasn't about the ocean because he knew what humans put into the ocean you know because he worked at that plant and so whenever I would say as a teenager and in college I'm gonna go to the beach and he's like you going to that beach you going to that ocean um and I was and he said don't get in that water don't get in that water and I was like I'm just gonna put my feet in I'm just gonna put my feet in your feet won't fall off <laughs> the things our parents say to protect us <laughs> Right. But, but then like now, so I have a poem where I talk about that now. And I said, let your feet fall off and grow a tail. Right. <laughs> I love that water. Let your feet fall off and like grow a tail instead. When did you first become aware of mermaids as a thing? Like, when did you realize that this was a thing that people did? Um, I want to say it was, it was in like maybe 2010. Mm-hmm. In 2009, I graduated from high school and Mm -hmm. I went off to college and I found out, I don't even know how I found out about it. I think I saw an ad or something for Fin Fun. And I was was like, you know what? I'm gonna buy a mermaid tail. Mm -hmm. Now at this point, I wasn't a strong swimmer. Um, My dad taught me how to swim at a young age, but he only taught me survival swimming. So I didn't know how to have fun in the water. I didn't know how to, like, I've never played Marco Polo in my life. I don't, like, I never knew what it was to actually enjoy water. It's like, I always wanted to get in it. But when I got in it, my dad's like, all right, let's do laps. One, two, breathe. So I, I only knew survival swimming and I didn't even know how to float on my back. But I bought that tail. I was like, I'm a mermaid. I'm going to buy a tail. So I bought a purple fin fun tail. And I remember I would go to the beach and I would put my tail on and I would just sit there by the water. And I'm like, I'm a mermaid. <laughs> I would never get in the water. I would not dare get in the water because I can hear my mama grieving. I get in that water. If you drown, I can't save you. And I'm right. just like, okay, I'm just, I'm just sit here and be cute. Mm-hmm. And then I would even, um, I would sit in my house with my tail on and be eating cereal. And I always wanted to have my oh. tail on. <laughs> yeah, but I would never actually get in the water. I wouldn't dare get in the water and swim in that tail. So then finally, I graduated from college all these years with this tail and I've never gotten in the water. I just had it with me. And finally after college and I decided to actually do Afro mermaid or create Afro mermaid is when I was like, you know, I think it's time. It's been long enough. I didn't have this tail for about 10 years. Like I think, I think I should maybe try to swim in it. So I started swimming in it, but I knew that mermaiding was a thing for a while it just scared me because, you know, the stigmas, black people can't swim, your hair is, you, oh, you gonna get your hair wet, or mm-hmm. like all these things, nasty things that people would say, it did discourage me, and then hearing my mom in the back of my head talking about, if you die, I'm gonna kill you, and I'm just like, I can't, like, I just like, okay, we're just not, we're gonna be safe, because listen, if I die, my both of my parents gonna kill me, and I just need to be safe for them, I'm in Daytona, so so yeah, it took a while, but I knew about mermaiding since like 2010, but there weren't like, there weren't many black mermaids. They were all white, skinny, blonde hair, blue eyes. And I'm like, I do not fit into that crowd at all. So let me just stay over here in my little quiet corner and just pretend, you know? So it's like, I almost put myself in a box right? and I could have been doing this a lot longer, but I definitely put myself in a box because I was scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's for real. That's for real. Um, I I think, well, I mean, I couldn't swim at all, <laughs> like not even survival. Um, but I do think I had a similar experience in terms of I first became aware of mermaiding um, when a friend of mine, April, um, invited me to her home for New Year's. And I, and she had always called herself a mermaid, but I thought it was just kind of a yeah, like I'm a mermaid, you know, like I didn't know it was like that literal, right? And so like I her and I see she had like a video of herself um, swimming like in Hawaii. And I was just like, like this is the first time I ever saw this. And I think no. this was 2016, 2017. I okay. had no idea. I was very much, I only got on social media really kind of to do this. So I, I wasn't on social media, so I wouldn't have seen it there. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, oh, you really do this. Like you, you, like I didn't, I, I was, my mind was blown and I came home really excited about it. But then I just immediately got discouraged. Like, well, shoot, I can't even swim. So, you yeah. know, um, so I kind of like put it out of my head until the pandemic, it seemed like mermaids just like 
were just coming at me from every direction I looked. I kept running into like mermaids and then I was online more. So I started looking at mermaid videos, but also even then all those years later, I didn't, I still didn't see a lot of black ones. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel, um, do you think that black mermaids in the mermaid community face like additional barriers or obstacles to being mermaids? I mean, just speaking from personal experience, yes. Mm-hmm. From experiences that I've had to face, from experiences that I've heard other mermaids come to me about, it's hard. It's very hard. And it's it's one of those things where people are like, oh, well, it's 2023. You think racism still exists? And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, there's levels to it. You yeah. know, there's definitely levels. Um, I've been accepted into an event to create for children and I worked hard. Um, I tried out and I was one of the best there. They couldn't deny me. I worked so hard for it. And they're like, okay, yeah, we, we, of course you're in. And we worked hard. We got the show. They signed contracts with the company that I was working for. And once everything was solidified, they dropped me from the show. And then they hired somebody else that was not black and she was also not a mermaid. So then they had to train her, go through the whole process of training her. And it's like, well, why didn't you just keep me? What was the issue? You know, but it's, it's things like that where people, you know, as a black person, and this isn't just for mermaiding, this is for everything across the board of anything that you could possibly do as a black person, you have to be more professional than the professionals. You have to be smarter than the smartest kid in the class. You have to be the best mermaid amongst all mermaids just to be considered average with a white person. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So it's like, I had to perfect my barrel turn. I had to do the most beautiful bubble kisses. I had to be better than the best just to be media, just, just to meet with mediocre mermaids. Yeah. It's like, no matter what I did, it was just not good enough. So it's like, you have to keep going and you have to prove to them that you're good enough. But then it's like, why do I keep having to prove to you that I'm good enough when I know I'm good enough, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's why you just eventually have to make your own space and create your own lanes and create your own opportunities because who wants to be begging for jobs for mermaid gigs and mermaid jobs all the time, just because, just because you said I wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. When I saw you, I saw you swimming like this, like a little worm. Mm-hmm. I saw that, but you told me. I <laughs> Which I'm still caterpillaring a little bit, but I'm not I mean, auditioning for shows. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a journey. There's nothing wrong with taking your time and doing it right. right. You know, like I don't like when people try to rush into things and then you almost drown and kill yourself just right. because you want to try to be, compete with the best of the best. Compete with yourself. Mm-hmm. Take your time, do your best. And it's it's a journey. It's your healing journey. And you will heal as you go and as you learn how to swim and as you learn to foster a love with water. But it's your journey, not anyone else's. So you can't compare yourself to anybody else. You can only compete with you. And the moment you start trying to compete with somebody else, you've already lost. Yeah. Because now you're trying to be this person, but there's only one you and the world needs a you. They don't need two of them. They need one of them and one of you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, but it's been hard. I mean, I've even seen um, mermaids go like they'll they'll go to the the black group of mermaids, the Afro mermaids, and be like, oh well, yeah. Do you have this one because you can't afford that one, or is it because yeah, or or oh, that's the type of tail you have because I have this one and this brand is better. And it's like we're all mermaids. The whole world thinks that we crazy. Right. <laughs> like, why can't we just get along? Why, why, why are we a hierarchy? We're all right. weirdos. <laughs> exactly. We're all weirdos. Why does the tail brand that I have make you better than me? Like, it doesn't, it just doesn't. But yeah, it's hard. But now I feel like a lot of Black mermaids are coming out. We're making noise and we're making space and we're making room for ourselves. So now we're getting to a point where it's like, okay, you don't want to hire me. That's fine. I'm gonna hire myself or I'll find gigs myself or I'll do it on my own. So mermaids, black mermaids, definitely, there's still a lot of inequality when it comes to that. But I think that's just, that's everywhere. It's not just in mermaiding, it's all over the place. 
Yeah, no, that's one of the things I um, am thinking about in my work. It's like there's these barriers in terms of racism, but there's also like the structural barriers, you know, like <laughs> having the, the likelihood of us knowing how to swim in the first place, right? Yeah, um, <laughs> that's, that's a, and that's the first step. <laughs> having access to pools, having access to pools where you feel welcome and where you're treated equally to people. I have a friend who was telling me about an experience. She's a competitive swimmer, expert swimmer, but um, you know, not being treated well at a local pool she was taking her children to because it seemed like the people running the pool kind of assumed that she didn't know how to swim. So they're like, you can't be in the pool with your kids. And it's like, yeah. I'm a competitive swimmer. Like, yeah. I know, <laughs> I'm doing, you know, um, so yeah, just like that. And then there's the different costs and the different levels and the knowledge, you know, the tails and the equipment and the lessons. Mm -hmm. I really was not able to learn how to swim until I finally had the resources to pay for professional lessons. Like yeah. everybody trying to teach me, just, it just wasn't working, you know? Mm -hmm. I to like cough up the money and I had to pay for professional lessons, right? Everyone doesn't have the resources to do that, you know? Yeah, I mean, so um, back in the day when slavery was over and then they finally had segregation, all of the public pools are now pools for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of white people begin, and especially in white neighborhoods, you'll find that a lot of them have pools in their backyard. Yes, they were putting pools in their backyard so they didn't oh, have to swim with black yeah. people. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So now we have white generations, generation after generation after generation that have family pools where yes. their parents teach them at a young age. So these white children and even Hispanic children are growing up at three years old swimming in their pool mm -hmm. when we don't have pools in our backyards because we couldn't afford it. Mm -hmm. So now we have to go to a community pool, but now a lot, like right now there's a national shortage for lifeguards. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the numbers, the shortage is predominantly in black neighborhoods. What a surprise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. now it's like, not only do we not have pools in our backyards, but we also don't have community pools to go to because they're closed down because we don't have any lifeguards to watch mm -hmm. the pools and watch after all the people that are in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there's just so many levels of like the structural barriers. And that, mm -hmm. and I don't think people realize that, that that is the source of a lot of like, like everything is related, right? Capitalism and racism are related. So mm -hmm. a lot of the privatization we see, like the private school movement also, you know, oh, you got to integrate, you got to send your kids to school with these black kids. Okay, mm -hmm. we're going to private schools and we're going to start our own charter schools. Exactly. So systematic disinvestment in the public school system that like all goes back to race and it like and so water is a micro like access to water and access to swimming is a microcosm of like our larger issues like with racism in this country mm -hmm. exactly and it's 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 hard because you really have to break it down that way. And you have to have a full conversation about it to explain to someone in order for them to actually understand because people don't get it. And white people definitely don't get it, especially because it doesn't relate to them. You know, so when they look at black, they're like, I just don't understand why black people can't swim. Why is that even a thing? Like every, no, black people just can't swim. And it's like, yeah, it's because of y'all, but I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> but really, you know, and, and it's like, it's it's one of those truths where, white people don't want to admit what they did or they don't want to admit what their ancestors did they're they're new now they're different it's it wasn't me I wasn't the slave master you know so it's just like a lack of accountability and the government like the this we have Ron DeSantis right now as the governor and he is he's take he's trying his best to take out black history in schools mm -hmm. so are you saying you're just going to take out history in general because a lot of the history it, it, it is black history. Exactly. History. Yeah. You cannot talk about history without discussing black history. There's no way. There's no way. I mean, it's you, you can have a myth of history and there is a myth of history and that is what they want to maintain because that myth supports like the status quo. It supports power continuing the way that it is. Becoming exactly. Mm -hmm. right? Woo. Okay. <laughs> I, I, did an effort, I did an 
episode about that back in February when um, Florida rejected the AP, um, the AP African American um, Studies course. But I had sound issues that I never fixed, so I never published it. But I think I still am going to do an episode that's all about history and critical race theory and this whole thing that's happening with all of that and how like it's related to mermaid yeah <laughs> so like so I think I still need to do that one day okay I want to yeah. back up a little bit in terms of your journey right because you said you were like a survival swimmer so I want to hear about um because I think it's very inspiring that you had that fear of water and that you're doing everything you're doing now. So I want to hear a little bit about your journey to like learning this, this sport and this performing art. So growing up, I mean, all children love water, right? Mm -hmm. Most children do at least. So every single time I would see the beach or think about going to the beach or hear about the beach or pools or anything, I'm like, I want to go. I want to swim. I need to be with the water. You know, all children, even children that don't know how to swim, they naturally, they will literally naturally go and jump in water. And this is why we have a high death with children just jumping in water because we, we want to be in water. It's something so natural for us that we lose when we get older. But I always loved the water. I always wanted to be in it and around it. And it was something that I was taught. Like you do not know how to swim well. You have to stay away from the water. So even though my parents allowed me to go to, to the pool when we could, I always had to stay on the side that was safe. I had to stay on the side that I could stand up in because right. we, you know, so it's like, I'm grateful for my parents not completely taking me away from the water, mm -hmm. but I also wish I could have been exposed to it a little bit more you know, and wish that I actually learned how to swim, like actually like real swimming, you know, like what I can do now so that I can actually enjoy it and have fun. But regardless, I had fun the way that I could splashing around in the water for what right, I could do. Shallow end, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I still did a thing, you know. <laughs> so um, growing up, I just, I always wanted to be at the pool. I always wanted to be at the beach. And I did it as much as I possibly could until, um, Finally, after I started Afro Mermaid is when I was like, you know what, if I'm going to be here telling people that they need to heal through water mm -hmm. and that they need to go back to water, I need to do the same. So I started my journey so that I could teach other people and that I could share that love of water with them, not realizing that I needed to go through my own healing journey as well. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it ended up getting crazy because um, my last name is Schneider, so it's German. My grandmother's French on my dad's side. My grandfather on my dad's side is German. And after I started learning about all of this stuff, I ended up, I started to hate the fact that I was German and French. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I hate being mixed. Those darn white people, look what they did to us. <laughs> <laughs> and I would be upset. So it's, it, it's, it's a swimming journey and my journey into mermaiding, but it was also my life journey and me learning how to accept myself because on my dad's side, a lot of them are fair skin or like lighter toned, or some of them look like my skin tone and a lot of their hair was a like their curls were looser than mine. Right. So that I was too, I was a little too black on on my dad's side of the family and then on my mom's side of the family they're black and I was just a little too white mm -hmm. and so it's like I never knew where the balance was and like I would have my black cousins be like oh well girl you sound like a white girl well you yeah. act like a white girl you da 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 like okay you look at your hair your hair too curly your hair ain't black black and I'm like dang what I gotta do to make my hair black black like right because <laughs> I don't fit in over here and I don't fit in over there like what am I so mm -hmm. I had to like learn about my culture and love to learn my hair because I wanted my hair to be straight. I begged my mom to get a relaxer. Right. And I bothered her so much. She did it. And I was happy. I'm like, hey. did you get the, um, just for me box? I had the, just the, just for me box. Perm. Yes, exactly. I think we all did. <laughs> but it was the best thing ever. I'm like, yes, I have straight white people here. This is amazing. Like, look at this. I just wake up and just, oh, yeah. and, and when my mom, like when I go through baby pictures and I'm like, dang, I had a beautiful fro. My hair was beautiful, but I didn't see that because I wanted straight white people hair. And it's like something that, um, that the world tells you you're supposed to be. So this swimming journey 
turned into a life journey where I had to learn who I was. I had to learn how to swim. I had to be comfortable with who I was. I had to learn how to love myself, love my hair. Mm. Um, I decided to go back natural. So I cut off all of my relaxed, my relaxed hair and I had a fro. It was a tiny fro. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm bald. Mm-hmm. And then, but then I started liking it. Cause I'm like, look at these curls. Oh, oh, this is my hair. And I learned to fall in love with my natural hair and my Afro and my blackness. And it just, it brought me closer to me. And I'm like, this is who I was meant to be. Not the girl with the relaxed hair. This is the hair that grows out of my head. And this is who I was supposed to be. And I just started learning more about myself, learning more more about both sides and not hating my white side, but, you know, just learning more about it. And I can't, I'm not going to hate myself. So I can't hate, I can't help who I came from on either, on either side. This is who I am. And I'm beautiful exactly the way that I was created because my parents loved me and they loved each other so much that they had me and I'm great and I'm a gift to the world. So it's like, it was an entire journey of me learning who I am and learning how to swim and I've been healing and I'm still healing. And I don't think that journey ever stops because you just continue to grow. And yeah, it's just been beautiful. And now I have people that reach out to me all the time about their mermaiding journey and the things that they're going through and their angel numbers and signs that they see. And now I get to guide them in their first steps and allow them to have their own journey. And it's, it's been really nice. And I will never say that I'm perfect because I'm still growing too, but it's nice to be able to have created a safe space to allow others to discover that in themselves as well. Yeah, no, that's really powerful. I so identify with what you're saying about the swimming journey becomes like a bigger journey um, because I feel that <clears throat> in terms of, you know, I'm someone who's always been, you know, good at a lot of things, but I think I don't usually push myself beyond the things that I already feel like I'm good at. You know, Mm -hmm. I do think that this swimming journey, like pushing myself to learn something that I did not know how to do. I think it has sort of unlocked something in me where I'm like willing to do it scared. You know, people talk about exactly. And like, just kind of go after things and try to do things I don't really know how to do and just be willing to kind of learn out loud. Um, You know, I really identify with that. And I think that's a good segue to Afro Mermaid um, because I do think that that's a space that you've created that I can attest to. It was my first mermaid convention that I attended. Um, you know, and I think it was such a good choice. I'm so glad that that was Yay. the mermaid convention I attended because, you know, I, I was still very, you know, young in my swimming journey. I still am truthfully, cause I'm not practicing as much as I should. Um, so I was still very young in my swimming journey and I was a little bit, you know, kind of nervous, but yeah, that vibe that I've heard some of y'all talk about with the, you know, tail comparison and that kind of stuff. Like I didn't feel it there. Like I felt a sense of belonging, even though I wasn't one of the people who was really out there swimming in my tail, right? So I want to hear you just kind of talk a little bit about, you know, Afro Mermaid (laughs) Summit is coming up. So just talk about Afro Mermaid Summit and the journey of Afro Mermaid Summit, how it's grown, what your hopes and visions are for it, you know, what people can expect if they come this year. So Afro Mermaid is my baby. Oh my gosh, that is my baby. I am so proud of everything that I've accomplished and everything that I've been able to accomplish with the community. So Afro Mermaid started off as apparel. It started off, I was only selling clothes and I'm like, yeah, Black Mermaid gear, come on. And then I realized that we didn't have that many Black Mermaids. And I'm like, wait, am I doing something wrong? (laughs) There was a handful, but not many. And then the handful that we did have, they would always complain because there was always the classes of what kind of tail you have and how great of a swimmer are you? Are you certified? Are you this? Are you that? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you know what? We need to create our own event. So Mm -hmm. I created the summit and it was intended to be a safe space for Black people to gather, swimmers of all levels, and everyone's welcomed, but I'm catering to my Black people here. I'm catering to us. And I want it to be able to help us heal through the water, help us get to know each other better because community is everything. 
Right. It takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to do anything right. You know, like making important decisions on your own is hard. And when you have a village to be like, well, I think maybe we should reconsider this. You know, it's always good to have that sense of community and someone to go to when you're like, I don't know how to swim. I'm terrified. Now you have a whole bunch of other people here that are terrified with you. Let's do this together. You know, or you have some people that are all there. We're all just different levels. So there's something that I can learn from you. And there's something that you can learn from me. And if we keep our hearts open and if we just allow each other to learn from each other, what can go wrong? So I've always made sure that it was the rule. Like we don't bully. We don't care about your tail. We're here to have fun. We're here to make friends and we're here to heal. If you do not want to do any of those things, then you may exit, right. but that's it. You will get escorted out with a smile, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, and I, and I, I think that's what I want Afro Mermaid to be. I want it to stay just that. And I want it to blossom. I want it to grow. I want to get as many black swimmers as I can to join this mermaiding journey and learn how to heal through water. And, you know, I wanna be there for everybody and hold their hands as long as they need me to, to make sure that they get where they wanna get. But <clears throat> that's what I want it to be. I want it to stay that. I want it to always feel like a family reunion. I want the summit to always feel like a warm hug from grandma. You know what I mean? Like, I just always yeah. want it to feel nice and cozy. I want it to feel like home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. I remember I'm, I'm so last year I was a little bit late to like the meetup day where everyone was just swimming in the pool. Um, cause I wanted to kind of check out Miami, but this year I'm like, Oh, I'm making sure I get there early in the morning. Cause I really feel like that was kind of, even though there were so many great things that we did, but that was almost the best because it was just so chill and everybody was helping each other. So mm -hmm. you know, me and like the seashell queen were, um, you know, in the three foot, you know, area <laughs> and Clover and Caribbean Pearl, just, they just had us just going back and forth in that three yes, foot. Exactly. And it was just so cool. Like, and I learned so much that kind of, cause up until that point I had done monofin swimming a little bit. I was really just doing basic swimming, a little bit of monofin swimming, but really hadn't swam in a tail yet. And that was like the first time that I really started to get comfortable. Um, so yeah, it's just a really, really great, um, it's just a really wonderful experience that you've created. Yeah. And I mean, it's nice because for example, with the Seashell Queen, <clears throat> I've been growing with her over this past year, just this year alone. And she has grown so much. We went to um, an event called Spring Splash together. Mm -hmm. And this fish was like, I want to get in the water. Oh. I'm going to swim. I'm going to, and I'm like, because originally she was terrified to swim in the Springs because the Springs is like 15, 20 feet, sometimes 35 feet deep. Yes. And she's like, I can't do this. And I'm like, you can do it. And I'm like, and we will be here to guide you the entire way. We had a late night swim. Nobody wanted to get in the water, but her, she mm -hmm. jumped in that water and was swimming around. And we all looking at her like, when are you going to get out? She was doing backflips, going back and forth. Backflips. And like, I, saw, I saw the video and I was just like, <laughs> I was so proud. Yes. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like this is what it's about. This is what it's about. Black people stop themselves from doing so much because of their fears. And it's all in our heads. It's mm -hmm. most of the time it's all in our heads. Now we have this beautiful black girl that wanted to be a mermaid, was terrified of swimming in the springs. Now she's swimming in the springs in 15 feet deep water. And she swim, she's like, oh, look at the fish. Wow, it's so beautiful down here. And I'm like, yes, that's what black people need to experience. We need to be able to see that the world is over 70% water. Why haven't we went down there and looked at it and swam with fish and enjoy it? Like it's there for us. Mm -hmm. But now it's just, so it's nice. It's nice to be able to see all of us grow and all of us help each other because in a lot of other conventions, you're not going to find people helping you swim, you right. know, and it's not, and it's not an organized class. You're not going to find other mermaids like, yeah, girl, let me help you grow, you know, but that's the community that we've built together. And I can't say it was just me. I only dreamed that this would happen, but it happens. And it didn't only happen because of me. It happened because of everybody that continues to come every single year. It's mm -hmm. because of people like you that join in on our mermaid history discussion, 
yeah. somebody I don't even remember who it was but somebody was like oh my gosh that mommy melusine <laughs> I want I want her to host the history discussion I'm like listen she should because she is good but you know it's people it's people like you and people like Caribbean Pearl that that add value to our community mm-hmm. you know all of us add value in our own way and it's all of us together that makes it so beautiful and I'm just like oh I couldn't even I could only dream that this would happen and I thought and hoped that it would happen but now it's actually happening and yes I might have created the space for it but all of this magic was not me I can't take the credit for that honestly I really can't because sometimes things happen and I'm just like that was so beautiful <laughs> and no. it wasn't me you know <laughs> it's really beautiful like I've I've been telling everyone about it you know because I do feel like that's something you can go to even if you're not into the tale of it all you know yeah. it's just somewhere you can just go be with like black people who are trying to <laughs> do something like outside the box and just like living in joy you know and yeah. that is a big thing for me right now it's like living in joy and experiencing different kinds of freedom yeah we still have to keep fighting for political freedom and for our lives we don't stop doing that but mm-hmm. experiencing the kind of freedom that you give yourself yeah especially as an adult especially as a black adult yes. especially as a black woman adult we mm-hmm. have to we're always being pressured to be strong mm-hmm. keep going don't give up you know and it it forces us to stop being soft you know it makes us hard it makes us become very masculine because we need to work we need to be strong and when bad things happen we got to keep pushing because ain't nobody else going to come and save us there is no prince coming to save me you know mm-hmm. so it's so it's like to be a black woman and just be able to play play mermaid and swim and be soft and be like hello it's the best thing ever it just feels so good that you can be pretty and just feel good and be feminine and just have a good time mm-hmm. without having to worry about what's going to happen next you know and and actually be supported in doing that because mm-hmm. you know cosplay is white people stuff mermaiding mm-hmm. and swimming in the ocean white people stuff you know mm-hmm. so it's like now we're creating a space where it's everybody's stuff and black people can do it too. And we look good doing it. We look good doing it. <laughs> we look so good doing it. So I just, I just love it here. Like I just, it's every, like I just looking out and being able to see everybody. I'm just like, wow, this is a dream. Like, this is just nice. It's so beautiful. Yeah, no, exactly. I, oh, there's like other things I want to talk about. Um, we're, we're not too, we started a little bit late, so we still have some time. Um, with you, I'm thinking about what you're saying about look good doing it, because I've definitely noticed that when it comes to a lot of Black mermaids, our style is different. <laughs> you know, like just the style people bring to it. I mean, I've seen other sexy mermaids, but I definitely feel like some of our like key mermaids kind of more sexy than mm-hmm. you, know, you typically see um and I know your alter like your sort of alter ego is Siance. um so I want to know the story of Siance. like I want to like did people start calling you that that or did you come up with that and kind of how does your style like your personal style how does that sort of influence the way you mermaid so Siance was a name given to me by Najestic. Well, oh, actually, okay. Nadja, yeah, I, I want to say it was either Nadja or Blix. But mm-hmm. when I first met them, um, I guess my leadership role and how fierce I was, and I'm just like, okay, guys, we're doing this. Or somebody will tell us no. And I'm like, what do you mean no? Mm-hmm. I don't take no's. So we can negotiate how it's going to work, but this is going to happen. Like, I'm going to have this event whether you approve or not. It may not be here, but it's going to happen. So I think they just saw my attitude and kind of like, ooh, like that girl fierce. She's like Sasha fierce. Then they're like, Seance. Yeah. Oh, like, okay. yeah. So then they're like, you're Seance. And I'm like, me? Like, that's, a, listen, Beyonce is, she is literally queen B. Like Beyonce is, she is amazing. She does her thing to represent for us. And for them to call me that, I'm like, that's too much. I don't know if I can handle all that pressure. <laughs> like, I don't know but they're like no that's you it is what it is that's who you are fall into it and love it so I'm like okay let's embrace this because I do feel like 
it's me for the most part, but I also feel like I'm very humble. So I'm not like, I'm like, you know what I mean? I can act that and do that, but I'm also very grateful. And I know that everything that I do is not just because of me, you know, it's because of the support system that I have. So yeah, the name was given to me, but I absolutely love it now. And people are like, oh, Seance, I like that. I'm like, thank you, child. <laughs> yeah, no, it's intimidating. It's intimidating. <laughs> it's, but it fits. It's appropriate. <laughs> um, you know, I have an episode called Beyonce's a Mermaid. Oh, hey. podcast. Yeah, oh, so I, I talk about Beyonce actually, and I had forgotten about this until I started like this whole project. But in one of Destiny Child's like really early videos, like first album when they still had Latavia and Latoya, okay. she's a mermaid in um one of their in the, one of their music videos. What? Yeah, black tail. She had like a black tail on. Um, it's the song with me, but it's this okay. little it's the first album, so you have to go back and find it on YouTube. Okay. And then Lemonade, she is embodying Oshun. Yes, the water spirit sometimes depicted as a mermaid. Um, and there's a bunch of other stuff too. There's a bunch of little mermaid stuff. So I have a part one and I had so much stuff. I had to split that episode into two. <laughs> oh, nice. I, I, I want to I hear that. Yeah, yeah. So if you go back, um, part one is like last month and then part two is going to come out after your episode. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. no. Okay. So what did else? Oh, so I do want to talk about um when did I okay, I asked most of the questions. Speaking of humble, you were one of the mermaids featured in the Netflix documentary series Mer People. <laughs> and when we were talking about it on Instagram, you were like, Oh, I haven't watched it. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> there is like I'm watching. <laughs> within two days after it came out knowing that I wasn't gonna have a line I would be lucky to have an elbow <laughs> in there but I was watching looking for myself <laughs> so have you watched it yet yes I watched it and I loved it it's 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 so good like I'm like I want to see more I want to see more yes. not just of me but just of everybody like I want them to do a full episode on on the summit and our people yes. you know our side <laughs> Um, but yeah, I didn't watch it because I was traveling and then, um, I just couldn't sit down. Like I wanted to sit down and eat popcorn and like watch it, you know, but I got so pressured into watching it. So many people were like, you ain't seen it yet. Hello. Hello. (laughs) So I ended up, as soon as I came back home from traveling before I even showered or anything, I was like, okay, I have to watch it. I have to watch it. So I think I watched like the first two episodes and then I started falling asleep and I'm like, I'm exhausted. Like, I can't, I'm so tired. I was falling asleep on it, but I was trying to get through. So then I watched it, but then I had to rewatch it because I missed so much because I was like dozing, dozing yeah. out. And, but now I think I've watched it about, about 300 times. Um, <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> because now I'm going in and I'm like, oh, look at my friend. Oh, look at this yeah. person. Oh, girl, I see you swimming. Oh, oh. It's so exciting. Like, you know, people who are aware that I'm doing this project keep texting me about it. Oh, have you seen this? Have you seen this? And I'm like, yeah, I know those people. <laughs> those are my friends. Like, those are my friends. Like, those are my friends. Oh, no. But it's, it's wonderful. And I was so, um, I was aware of it, but I didn't know. I remember at Afro Mermaid Summit that the crew was filming but I didn't know what the documentary was like I didn't know it was about all mermaiding um I thought it was more about like black mermaids because they were at the Afro Mermaid Summit yeah um, I didn't know it was coming out this soon you know because I know people who've worked on documentaries for years you know yeah. um I didn't know it was going to be on Netflix so I'm like oh my gosh like this is that thing <laughs> <laughs> that they were filming at the summit. So I think I want to get back to the summit since it's coming up. What are some things that are on the program this year or any differences this year or what people have to look forward to if they come to Afro Mermaid Summit? Okay, I'm so excited. Okay, so I'm going to run through the schedule with you. So on Thursday, which is the first day of the summit, we have our meet and greet day. So Mm -hmm. that's the day that um, our seasoned guests come and our new guests come. Some are shy and nervous because some people come alone. So like, I don't know what to expect. And they're all alone. And then our crazy seasoned guests be like, come on, you family, we're going over here. Yeah. 
um so that's the time where we swim to it's like a group swim we mingle we just get to know each other get comfortable being in the same space and you know start matching and blending energies and then at night we have um the singing sirens so we have karaoke where you can let loose be as crazy as you want to be as extra as you want to be or just sit down and clap and, and hype everybody else up whatever your vibe is um so karaoke is usually I feel like it's one of the best icebreakers yeah. because you get to really let loose and have a good time and sing that crazy song that you always wanted to sing and most likely everybody will be behind you like yeah girl sing that song yeah. you know <laughs> You know, karaoke was like my favorite thing. Yes, listen, you killed it last year. I was like, that is my goal. Tina Turner, Tina Turner, rest in peace, bless her soul. She's such a big inspiration. Oh my God. That is my go-to karaoke routine. It was, it was amazing. Last year was so beautiful. And I loved how many old school black songs we played. I'm like, okay, like the, the crowd is going. But so Thursday is the day that we really get to let all of our fears go, not be nervous. Like, look, we're all crazy here. It's fine, you know? So karaoke is our meet and greet day, pretty much. Friday is our vending and dry class day. So mm -hmm. on Friday, um, you have the option to be in the pool and swim all you want. But then there's also um, from, I believe it's 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., we have our sea shop. So that's where all our vendors will be. And that's where our dry classes will be. We're going to have um, Merman Andy teaching um, content creation. Oh, that's awesome. how to get, yeah, how to get those nice shots. Mm -hmm. And then we're, we have, we have the seashell queen teaching how to make seashell crowns, mm -hmm. which is nice. And then um, that Friday night, we have our gala. So the mm -hmm. gala is an adult-only dinner and burlesque show. Oh, and then yeah. we're having the burlesque. Show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I then, still want to do burlesque, but it's like I'm a university professor, so I have to like. <laughs> oh, it's wow. hard. It's it's hard. Yeah, I'm trying to mix mix being sexy and being a teacher is uh, is yeah. hard. <laughs> but yeah, like, and I, I I love burlesque too. I would love to yeah, learn yeah. how to like you know they're so cute with their little boas and like. I love it. So that's our burlesque show. And then Saturday is the main day of the event where we'll be at the Secret Gardens. It's a beautiful location. We have five different springs to swim in. So there's like five little water areas, two of them for children, um, two are for adults. And then one is the common area where everyone can swim. So I try to keep everybody separated just so that the adults can be adults and yeah. the children can be children. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, we have classes. We I'm really excited about a buoyancy class that we're having this year where they're going to teach how to, you know, keep yourself neutral, especially when you want to stay in a place to take photos or if you're performing, how to keep yourself where you need to be so that you're doing what you need to do. Um, but yeah, we have a posing class. And then we also have our annual Dancing Across the Seven Seas contest. And that just becomes a party because we're all dancing. A lot of mermaid convention, actually none of the mermaid conventions that I've gone to so far have live DJs. Now it might be a black thing, right? But, <laughs> but I think music is so necessary. So yeah. we're going to be dancing and having a great time. So Saturday, we're going to have a few classes, but I really want it to feel like a day party vibe. Mm -hmm. And I want the adults to have fun and just let loose and feel free to dance and just move their bodies and release all that tension. Um, we're also going to have something for the children. So we're going to have a scavenger hunt for the children where they're going to have little maps, like little scrolls where they can follow the map and it'll be guided with an adult, but they're going to go through the secret gardens and try to discover different places to find the ultimate treasure. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun too. And then we also have a performance showcase. That's oh. something that we've never done before. So anyone that wants to perform will be able to go up, choose their song and do whatever they need to do, whether it's dancing, singing, oh, rapping, yeah. a poem, modeling, whatever it is that they want to do. They have the floor to showcase their talents and just show the mermaid community what they're working with. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, so I think it'll be really nice. You should definitely sign up. I'm going to do that because I'm going to miss karaoke. 
Oh no! Yeah, I'm coming, I'm coming in on Friday because I can't be gone okay. from home so long because I've been traveling. Uh, yes. So I'll, I'll, whatever I was gonna do for karaoke, I'll do it for the showcase. Okay, I love that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and then Sat Sunday, which is the very last day, we have we're gonna meet on the beach. We're gonna have a sacred water ceremony. Um, last year we didn't get the opportunity to do it at the beach. Um, because we were so far, but the first year we did it at the beach and the differences reminded me how important it was to do the, the ceremony at the beach. So I'm like, I will never not do it at the beach again. It has to be at the beach. It just has to be. So we'll meet at the beach. We're going to do an animalistic flow class where you're kind of like low to the ground and moving. We're going to have a dance class and then we're going to have a mermaid discussion as we always do before the ceremony. And then we'll have the ceremony and we'll dance and play drums. And that'll be the close of the event. Everyone will leave, hopefully starting their healing journey or in route of their healing journey. They'll feel relaxed and, you know, more connected to the earth, the water and the people that they just spent this entire weekend with. And that's what's so special about Afro Mermaid because, and I haven't been to a lot of mermaid events yet, but you know, those, those are very like culturally specific things that of course anyone can be a part of, but um, yeah, just the healing aspect of it, right? Like just <laughs> the, the water spirits and- Yes, and connecting. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm really glad, even though I really love, personally, I love the ceremony last year, even if we weren't in the natural water environment, but yeah, I think being at the beach is gonna be so powerful. When we were at the beach on the first year, a lot of us cried. Mm-hmm. A lot of us were hugging each other and just, we didn't even, that was the first year. We didn't even know each other. And somehow in that weekend, we made lifelong friends. And mm-hmm. even still, there's some mermaids that I met the first year that I didn't even know. And I've stayed at their houses. They've invited me to their homes and vice versa. So right. it's just, it's just been a really nice journey and way to meet people and really meet them like get to know them and connect and bond with people like we were laughing and crying and hugging and healing and it was like it was all the emotions balled up in one weekend and it was just it was very special it It was was very special wow I'm so excited I can't wait to, you know, I think it's going to be a great way to end this school year for me. Um, before we go, just give the, um, I'm going to put the information in the show notes, but just give like the stats on the summit, you know, the dates, location, website, and then I'm going to put the information in the show notes as well. Okay. So you could find more information on the summit at www.afromermate.co backslash summit or the summit. Um, the dates, the dates are June 15th through 18th, and it will be in Homestead, Florida. (laughs) Right. And there's one, there are still wonderful things and good people in Florida, (laughs) y'all. Yes. Yes. We're hiding, but yes, we're here. (laughs) And so we're going to have a good time. Okay. Thank you so much. I'm going to thank you so much for doing this interview. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time and I just love the work that you're doing. And I just have so much admiration for you. Thank you. I feel the same way about you. Honestly, like you're like, yeah, you've done all these things. And I'm like, and what about you? (laughs) I'm trying. I'm trying. One of the things I've learned is like, Sometimes when you see people like living out their purpose and it's something you would like to do, but you're not there. One of the things I've learned is that when you have that feeling, the best thing you can do is go create whatever the thing is that you want to give to the world. Like whatever the thing is that you want to be, you want to do, because that's what's happening is there's nothing happening between you and that person. There's something happening within you that you don't feel like you're living out. Cause when I, when I'm living out the things that I want to do, then I don't feel that. Like when I see people doing the things that they are meant to do. (laughs) Like, so, you know, so, you know, just people like you and, and, and the Justison and all these people in the mermaid community, you know, I see people living out their dream, you know? And so it really inspires me and pushes me to be better. 
Yay. I'm glad because whenever I see you, I'm like, yes, I like, I, I have been dying to just sit down and take a moment because I want to listen to every single podcast you have ever done. I really do. And I've heard so many great things about, about like very specific ones and people are just like, yes, you got to listen to this one. And I'm like, I want to listen to all of it. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so yeah. glad. So, like, yeah, so no, good. it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like you're definitely making waves too, you know? And yeah, cause a lot of people are like, yes, we definitely need mommy Melusine to go ahead and lead this history discussion. And I'm like, I would love that. I would love that, you know? And we could talk about that later if you're interested, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, like that could be something you can take lead over every year and let people know that you have a podcast. So we can kind of like, you know what I mean? Awesome. But yeah. Yes, I love what you're doing too. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be in your space. This has been a pleasure. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Please rate, review, I would love five stars and subscribe for future episodes. You can follow me on Instagram at mommy, that's M-A-M-I underscore Melusine or at Merwomanist Podcast on LinkedIn at Jalandra Davis or my website, jalandradavis.com. Wishing you love and laughter and hoping to see you swim this way again. <laughs>